Thank you so much, Jesse. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for leading us uh, in prayer. And I uh, want to thank God so much for this opportunity to uh, share with you and um, to thank everyone who has managed to join in uh, as we start the men's conference with the theme, Pursue and Overtake, uh, from 1 Samuel 30, verse 8. It's a, it's a, it's a powerful uh, scripture, and I know that through this, the Lord is going to minister to us, and uh, uh, we learn a lot. We we'll learn a lot from, from uh, this theme uh, this week. Uh, I want to bring greetings from the missions team, where I'm the chair, and uh, thank you for participating and supporting the mission's work Last month was a missions month, and we had several activities, including uh, the birth of the Border Border Church at YWCA. And I want to thank God that from that time we have been meeting. Uh, that's why some of us maybe are not seen, but we've been meeting there, and the Lord is doing uh, a work in that group, the segment of Border Border, the street children, and the taxi drivers and the people who serve us on a daily basis, but may be neglected. And so the Lord has been leading us to take charge of the city and, uh, and, and, and bring revival to these people who we may actually look at and sometimes despise. We may look at them and uh, maybe they're the ones who snatch our phones. They're the ones who do some things that we don't like in the city, but we feel uh, the Lord is leading us to be able to minister to that category. And uh, we continue to ask for your support. We continue to ask for your prayers. And uh, when the Lord leads you to do something, please do, uh, because many of them come and, and they're hungry. Many of them come and they don't have uh, something to put on and, 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 and things like that. So if the Lord leads you in one or another, we're meeting at YWCA every Sunday at 10 and we look forward to opening, giving uh, lunch hours uh, there for them uh, in order to continue to do ministry. Every Thursday, we move around the city and we're moving to all these border-border stages and uh, <clears throat> different uh, locations, uh, trying to bring God's word to them before they can come on a Sunday. And so uh, when uh, the Lord speaks to you in that way, please, uh, you can reach out to me, you can reach out to any of the missions team, and we'll guide you further. Uh, so I thank you, and uh, I thank God for this opportunity to share this morning. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the wonderful opportunity you've given us this morning to be able to share your word and to reflect on the zeal to serve you and the grace that is uh, that we can find in you, Lord, to be able to serve you. Lord, how I pray that you lift our spirits. I pray that you encourage us. How I pray that you will take control, oh God, of our work and everything that we want to do for you. But Lord, we just commit and surrender it to you and pray that you'll be in charge. Be glorified, Lord. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I want to thank God very much once again, like I said, for this week. This is a unique week. This is a, um, a week that men have been uh, looking forward to, and I want to encourage you to continue to ask as many men to be able to participate this week, because I believe the package is so much, a lot to learn on how to depend on the Lord, to learn how to inquire from the Lord like David, to learn how to keep in constant uh, communication with the command center. 
like David. David couldn't do anything without inquiring of the Lord, without asking the Lord. Even when things were obvious, he just wanted to depend on the Lord. And we see that he did not rely on his qualification. Because sometimes we make mistakes and want to learn to rely on our expertise and learn or, and lean on our uh, uh, the things we know and qualifications. And many times we fail. Our human might may fail. So we want to learn to be able to depend on the Lord on every aspect of our lives and the Lord is going to be faithful. So our theme this morning as we start is uh, the source of zeal to serve the Lord from Isaiah 40 uh, verse 31 and if we to read from uh, verse uh, 28, have you never heard, have you never understood, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the earth, he never grows weak or weary, no one can measure the depth of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youth will become weak and tired, and the young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find strength, find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Praise the Lord. And so this is a powerful, um, a powerful uh, scripture. And uh, Isaiah is prophesying in the entire book. You you begin to appreciate how Isaiah is looking at things. For you to be able to survive, you need to be able to be connected to the Lord. And so verse 28 says, have you not heard? You've got to hear what the Lord is saying. If you're going to manage that situation, if you've got to be able in a position where you are going to hear what the Lord is speaking to you, because the Lord is always speaking in every situation that you go through, in the things that you do, the Lord is always speaking to you. And so you've got to be having the ability to listen, to wait on him in the morning, wait on him at lunchtime and wait on him in the evening to be able to hear what is the Lord saying. Because at that time when he begins by the word, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. It means maybe there are others who do not trust in the Lord because it is something that is beginning in the middle, but for those who trust in the Lord. So it is it shows you that maybe there are others who do not trust in the Lord. But what happens to them? When we read Psalms 20, verse 7, a common scripture, we know that the Bible says, For some trust in chariots, others trust in their horses, but we shall trust in the name of the Lord. They will fail, but we shall rise up, praise the Lord. And so there are people in the world who trust in the things they have, who trust in the education, who trust in the things that they have been doing for a long time. And so they are familiar. They know the pattern of how to make money. They know they wake up every morning and, and, and things will just fall in place. They are used to a certain way of doing things. But the Bible says, if you begin to trust in the things you can do in your own mind. Sometimes it may fail. Sometimes it may fail if you trust in the arm of flesh. And so Isaiah is saying there are those who may trust in what they know and what they can do best, but they may fail. But for those who trust in the name of the Lord, they will find new strength. I want to call you to new strength this week in the name of Jesus. New strength in your work, new strength in your ministry, new strength in the things you desire to do. And this new strength comes from waiting upon the Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse 30 says, and the youth will become weak. Doesn't matter 
how young you are and how energetic you are, you will fail if you are relying on your own strength. They will get tired. The young men will fall in exhaustion. If we fail to connect to the one who gives power, definitely our human power has limitations. Our human power has limitations. Isaiah is bringing the concept of sowering, which is very interesting because it means you are taking advantage of the wind. The eagle stretches out. Its only duty is to stretch out its wings, and then the wind, the wind waves will take care of his of the journey of the, of the eagle. And so he's bringing a concept of saying we cannot actually do what we want to do in our own might and our own strength. We cannot serve the Lord in our own strength. We need to learn to take advantage of the wind and be able to sow and be able to move freely as the wind leads us. There's a concept of surrender. There's a concept of saying, Lord, take control. There's a concept of just giving up to him and saying, Lord, I'm relying on you. I'm not relying on my ability to beat my wings up and ability to uh, do the things in my own way, but ability to wait and hear what you're saying, ability to say, Lord, what are you telling me? And that's what you work on because there's going to be strength on depending on the Holy Spirit, on depending on the wind, on depending on the leading of the Spirit for you to be able to survive. Your human effort will fail. We've seen so many people in the scriptures who failed, who didn't have the desire to fail, but failed because maybe they were looking at these things and how they can fix them on their own. The first person and the character I want us to look at in John chapter 21, verse 15 to 17, we see Jesus coming back to his disciples after resurrection. And the Bible says in verse 3 of 21, that Peter decided to go back fishing. After the master had died, he didn't see what he had been telling them going further than that. And so he decided to go back fishing. And he didn't go alone, Peter being the leader, the Bible says, and many followed him. And so they went back to the business they were used to. Maybe the energy and the grace they had was exhausted when the master died. And many times we find ourselves discouraged when we fail to understand the purpose and why God called us, or when we feel that grace we had is actually reducing. And many times, and many people, we find ourselves quitting and going back to rely on ourselves, on our own strength. And so these guys went and Jesus comes to them and is asking Peter, 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 do you love me? Of course, that is after making another a miracle where I ask them, do you have fish? Give me some fish. And the Bible says that as they obeyed him and they got a big catch, and then they could, Jesus was trying to waken them up again for them to be able to appreciate that this is the master who appeared to us the first time and is, is coming back to appear to them. And so he asked him three times, Peter, do you love me? Feed my people, feed my lamb. And he's charging, giving him a charge. And we know that he asked him three times and Peter felt, felt bad because he thought maybe the Lord understood that he loves him. But he wanted to wake him up. He wanted him to understand that how things are going to change and how he needs to now fully leave the fishing of fish and concentrate on the fishing of men. 
the concept he had not understood. And maybe there are things that the Lord has called us to do when we have not appreciated them very well. And maybe we've met hindrances and obstacles and we've not been able to achieve results. And maybe because of that, we feel discouraged and many of us have thought of giving up and maybe going back. And we need to know and be reminded that it is the Lord's call, it is God who called us into this ministry and he's the one who's going to sustain us. And so he comes back to us to encourage you. He comes back just like he comes back to Peter. He also comes back to you to encourage you and to renew your strength. And you need that renewal because if you do not experience that revival, that renewal, you're likely to go back just like Peter, to go back fishing, to go back to the old business, to go back to the things that you came back from. And so I want to challenge us just like Jesus is challenging Peter and is asking him back and is asking and coming back to where the point where he found him had gone back fishing and he's saying, Peter, do you love me? If you love me, take care of my sheep. If you love me, begin to think about my business. I have I have, I have, I've, I've brought salvation and people have come to light, uh, to come to the knowledge of Christ. Take care of that business. Take care of that. And, 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 and so we need to make sure that we're able to understand the master's heartbeat, to understand what is the Lord speaking to you in your situation, in your workplace, where you are. What is the Lord wanting you to do? And if you concentrate on that, I must tell you, you'll find strength in the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so he had given up. He had forgotten his earlier remarks of how his commitment, how he had told the Lord, I will die for you everywhere you go, I will go for you. And so, of course, this did not last. And so he became discouraged and he decided to go back. But thank God, our God is a God who gives us a second chance. He gives us a second opportunity. He comes back to us to encourage us, to lift us up. And that's why I want speaking to you this morning to tell you it doesn't matter where you feel. doesn't matter if you've given up. doesn't matter if you feel discouraged. Maybe like Peter, I want to tell you that you'll find new strength if you come back to the Lord. If you put back your trust in the Lord, you'll find new strength. Praise the Lord. And so Peter comes back. And his energy is renewed. But the Lord tells him something in verse 18, which I think is very crucial. In verse 18 of, of John 21, he says, When you were young, you guarded yourself. You walked about wherever you wanted. You went wherever you pleased. But when you grow up or when you grow old, you will stretch your hands and someone else may lead you. And so Jesus tries to tell Peter, that maybe you have controlled yourself for a long time. Maybe you have been in charge of your life for a long time. You have gone where you liked. But the time is coming when something else will take over. Somebody else will take hold of your hand and will lead you and may lead you in uncomfortable places, may lead you in uncharted waters, may lead you into situations that maybe are not comfortable. But when the spirit is in charge, even when the situation seems tough, he's going to give you grace and help you to go through it. This was something that was, going, was telling Peter an indicating of his death and how he would die. And his death was not going to be comfortable, but he was going to endure for the joy that was set before him. And so I want to challenge you and dear friends and tell you that we are not going to be able to serve the Lord with zeal if we do not give up our will and hand over our will to the master and hand over our will to the spirit so that the spirit of God can lead us. 
The Spirit of God can speak to you in the morning. Even when you thought you're going to do A, the Spirit of God can say, today we are doing B. And your obedience to the Spirit's leading brings results, brings encouragement. Because we are always wanting to be comfortable. We always want to do the things we are used to. Just like uh, 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 this scripture says, when you were young, you guarded yourself. You walked about wherever you pleased. You would go wherever you want. But as you come to this spiritual maturity, you begin to be guided. You begin to be restricted to not to do certain things that maybe you once uh, liked to do. And so I need to encourage you this morning that we are going to find the strength and our zeal in the Lord as we obey the leading of the Spirit. Just like Peter is encouraged that things are going to change, the dimension is going to change, especially as he begins to hand over for the Lord to take control, for the Spirit of God to lead him. And so allowing the Spirit of God to lead you and to guide you in the things that you do brings you to this dimension of trusting God and being led by the Spirit. That's why Romans 8, 14 says, and those who are led by the Spirit are sons of God. You're going to be a son of God. You're going to be a child of God as you're led by the Spirit. You need that leading in order to do the things that please your Father. Paul says in Galatians 5, uh, 16 and 18, it says, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh not control you, you've got to learn the art of walking in the spirit. For the desires of the flesh are contrary to the spirit, and the spirit is contrary to the flesh. The biggest challenge that Christians find is how to submit to one thing and how to deny the other. Because the spirit and the flesh are in constant fighting. We grow up, as I mentioned before, we grow up and we go to school and we are being taught the five senses. Our body, the, the body can taste, it can feel, it can hear. The five senses that we're used to and the knowledge that we acquire sometimes tend to limit us. When you want to exercise your spirit, you want to exercise your faith, sometimes your your body pulls you down. The five senses pull you down and tell you that is not possible. That's not going to work. That's the only savings you have. How are you going to give it up? And so the flesh will begin to work against the spirit's leading. Sometimes the spirit is leading you to do things that are extraordinary. And as you obey the spirit, that's where the strength is. You are able to be renewed because it is the spirit that gives you renewal. It is the spirit that leads you from one state to another. But we are in constant conflict. And so you find that our soul is going to obey Christ through our spirit or our soul is going to obey the world through our body. It, 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 it matters what you submit yourself to. If you constantly submit to the demands of your body and the demands of the world through your body, and you do not bring your body to subjection <clears throat> to the spirit, then you find that your spirit is going to be so weak. And so you keep in constant conflict. And it was going to be difficult to please the Lord. It's going to be difficult to be renewed because the moment you walk in the flesh, then you begin to gratify the desires of the flesh that are reflected in, in, in Galatians 5. But the contrary, if you learn to submit your spirit to the leading of the spirit, you, you purpose 
You're coming here this morning on this platform to wait on the Lord before you can do anything in the, in the course of the week, wait on the Lord before you can do anything in the course of the day, is to subject your spirit to say, my spirit, you've got to obey what the Lord is saying. What is the Lord speaking to me this week? Before you open your shop, before you open your business, Lord, what are you telling me? Before, if you get into the habit of asking the spirit to lead, it means that the spirit of God will begin to lead you. And step by step, it will be so easy because you are suppressing the flesh. This journey that the Lord has called us, is not a journey which is part-time, it is a full-time journey. And so daily, you're supposed to be submitting yourself. And that's why we purpose sometimes to be able to come and begin to do fasting, to do things, activities like fasting, where you're suppressing the body's desires. You're putting the desires of the body down. You're suppressing them so that you can be able to hear the spirit and hear what the spirit is telling you. Sometimes it is difficult if you are allowing your, your flesh to have its way. When it asks for food, you just give it. Asks for whatever it wants, you just give it. If you do not subject it sometimes to things like fasting and, and, and deliberately waiting on the Lord and forcefully attending that prayer, forcefully coming for that overnight, even when your body feels weak and tired, but you forcefully do that, you begin to find that more and more of your spirit of, uh, is growing up and more and more more and more of the body is being suppressed and so may the lord give you strength may the lord give you strength and help you to be able to listen to what the spirit is saying your strength in the lord and doing god's work is going to depend on that daily submission to the spirit and to the spirit's leading and so jesus was not telling only peter that something else is going to take over the spirit is going to take Take off and lead you even in uncomfortable places and you've got to follow. It's not going to be business as usual because when he took business as usual, he went back fishing. He found himself obeying to the flesh or the demands of the flesh and he started at obey uh, his flesh and ended up giving up the mandate the Lord had given him. And so our daily submission to the spirit, our daily submission to the Lord is so critical because it allows us to wait on him. It allows us to hear what he's saying. It allows us to know that the Lord is in charge. Praise the Lord. So the zeal of the Lord, secondly, comes from staying connected to him for renewal and being focused on his vision. And God's vision is for the whole world to come to the knowledge of him. If we stay focused on what the Lord desires, the Bible says in Habakkuk 2.14, that the time is going to come when the glory of the Lord is going to fill the earth as the water covers the sea. The Lord speaks to Habakkuk in this, uh, 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 in this prophecy and say a time is going to come when the glory of the Lord is going to fill the earth. Everywhere you turn, you see the glory of God. Meaning the Lord has his mindset. The mindset of God is for everyone to be covered, is for everyone to come in contact with the glory of God. And so when we have this mindset of what the Lord thinks about the earth and what the Lord thinks about the things we've got to do, you remain engaged because the Lord, the work is too much. A time is going to come when all the Muslims 
communities have got to be engaged. And when you look at what the statistics, you find that the Muslim community is, is growing very fast. And that means maybe we are not doing enough. You feel inadequate. You feel you are not, you've not done enough. When you look at the situation, it may not reflect what the Lord wants, wants to do. Paul says in Galatians 3.8, and says, and the scripture foreseeing, Galatians 3 verse 8, for the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles through faith, proclaimed the gospel beforehand to Abraham in uh, saying that in, in you all the nations of the earth will be blessed, indicating to Genesis 12, 3, that God had a plan to save the whole earth, for the whole world to be saved, for the whole world to be blessed. And so he preached, foreseeing what would happen to us now, many years after, went back to Abraham and converted him and spoke to him this word and spoke a blessing upon him and told him, where you go, you'd be blessed. And whoever blesses you will be blessed. Whoever curses you will be in trouble. And says, for you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And so God's outlook was a global picture where all the nations, through the act of faith that Abraham uh, uh, went through, all the nations would be blessed. And so I want to encourage you and tell you, dear friends, that you were on the mind of God right from the beginning when he was coming to uh, uh, Abraham. You were in his mind, you were in his heart. He had you in mind. And he had a global picture where everyone would be blessed. And so we've not yet reached that level where God is blessing others through us, that your life also becomes a blessing. And so you need to be able to know that it is just like you walked through Abraham to bring this blessing up to now. He's also going to walk through you, praise the Lord, for your neighbors to be touched, for your neighbors to see something that is unique and be able to come to the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so we'll have to continue to serve the Lord because the work is still plenty. The work ahead of us is still plenty. And God desires to work through us. God desires that through you, you will continue to be a blessing to others. And so are you being a blessing to those around you? Are you being a blessing to those in your office? Are you being a blessing to those in your community? I was inspired by a story of a young man who was not gifted in preaching and speaking to others, but he decided to do something that was uh, strange in his uh, compound where he was, they were renting, there were, there were four people, and he decided one month to take a step of faith and he paid for rent for his other neighbors. And when the neighbors woke up and they wanted to go and pay rent, the landlord told him, that guy in house number one paid your rent this month. And everyone was amazed in our Kampala, no money. We now have uh, even new threats from uh, World Bank uh, that do not support us. And so with that anxiety and, 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 you know, looking at the physical again, which tells you, I, I don't think things will add up if you do something like that. But he went to the step of faith and did it. And what was interesting is that on Sunday when he was going, everyone wanted to go with him where he was worshipping from because of what he had done, that when you become a blessing and you allow God to work through you, you will begin to bring many to him. And so may God be able to reveal this to you, to know that 
There are things that he will guide you to do. And it's those things that you do that will bring others to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thirdly, Ephesians 3, verse 4 and 5. Paul talks about the mystery that was revealed to him that he did not want to keep to himself. He says, when you read this, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ. That Paul understand the mystery that was given to him and the revelation that was given to him. And verse 5 says, this mystery was never disclosed to human beings in the past generation as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Holy Spirit. That we stand privileged today that the Lord has revealed certain things to us that were not revealed in ages past. That we are in a better position. That the Lord has chosen to reveal certain things to you and me. To reveal the grace that was not revealed. That many in the past desired to be in our position. But they did not get the privilege. And so how privileged we are. Looking at what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 2.15. For we are to God, the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. That we are God's aroma in this generation, affecting so many, affecting because the fragrance, when you start brewing coffee in the morning, the fragrance goes out. You cannot control it. The neighbors will begin to know something is happening. There are certain foods as you begin to prepare them, the neighbors will know there's that fragrance that will begin to affect them. And God, Paul is saying, we are that aroma. Our neighbors, the people we work with, the people that we interact with, we are that aroma of Christ. I want to ask you, are you being that aroma this morning? Are you being that aroma? Have you come to that full knowledge? Because you've got to come to that knowledge of knowing that who you are in Christ and how you have been empowered to serve. And as you connect yourself to the Spirit, because this is the revelation that is revealed by the Spirit, then you begin to know that you're actually not ordinary where you are. You're not ordinary in that workplace. You're not ordinary. But the Holy Spirit is empowering you to be that aroma, to be that fragrance, to be that, that special person that will bring a change in the lives of many. I want to conclude with Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, which we know very well that since we are surrounded by the cloud of witnesses, let us remove every hindrance, every setback, everything that stops us from running the race, stops us from serving the Lord. He's saying, let us lay aside everything and run the race, focusing our eyes on Jesus. Praise the Lord. This group encourages us that there are those who have been able to go ahead of us, those who have been able to please the Lord, those who have run the rest, those who have done their work and they have completed it. And so we not need to be discouraged. We need to know that the zeal they had, we also have access to that zeal. We can also run our rest. We can also put aside the things that entangle us in the course of the day, in the work that we do. We know we appreciate that so many people, their workplaces are not easy. If you are in a place 
where you're offered bribes all the time, if you're in a place where, of course, your, your faith has got to be compromised or you're not allowed to share freely your faith or to exercise your faith, it may be difficult. But still the challenge is there that you need to focus your eyes on Jesus, run your race, be able to be a witness for those who are around you. I want to challenge you that the Lord is ready to give us strength, is ready to help us, for our strength to be renewed, like the ego's strength is renewed, to run the race and to be able to follow him and to focus our eyes on him. And if we're able to do that, the Lord is going to lead us. The Lord is going to cause you to do the things you cannot do on your own, your own strength and your own might, because you're depending and relying on him. May the Lord give you strength. May the Lord encourage you this week as we wait on him to be able to know that as you put your faith and trust in the Lord, the Lord is going to guide you. The Lord is going to renew your strength. The Lord is going to take care of your business. The Lord is going to be able to help you to serve him as you get, stay connected to him, as you stay depending on him. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Brian. Thank you for that wonderful message. And thank you for allowing the Lord to use you to bring this message to your people. Uh, friends, I would like us to reflect on a few things that uh, Brian has shared with us, and then we'll pray through them as we bring our time this morning to a conclusion. Uh, one, he has talked about the aspect of not relying on our strength because our human power has limitations. So we'll be praying into that, that, that we'll be able to rely on God and to depend on him, not to depend on ourselves. As the hymn, I, uh, one, I forget the title that says, the arm of flesh will fail you. So you dare not trust your own. How I pray that we shall learn to trust in the Lord. And then he also mentioned the, the aspect of walking by the spirit and not gratifying the desires of the flesh. Yes, uh, we want to bring to that, that, that we shall learn to walk by the spirit of God and not uh, gratifying the desires of our flesh. We'll also be praying into the aspect of staying connected with God for renewal. We need to stay connected to him. Just like uh, he says that, that the branch cannot the branch cannot survive, the branch cannot continue to grow unless it is plugged into the vine. So we, we need to stay connected. And of course, we stay connected by the study of his word. We stay connected through prayer. We stay connected through fellowship. So we need to stay connected in him. And uh, you also mentioned working, uh, God working through us to be a blessing to others. Yes, we need to be a blessing to others. People, we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So we need to be a blessing. We need to be the light. We need to be the salt of this world. So how I pray that people will be blessed through us. And lastly, that we shall be a pleasing aroma that will spread God's love to others. So let's go to the Lord in prayer for those areas as we pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you for this uh, message that has come to us. Lord, we receive it. And Lord, we pray that this message will take root in our lives. We pray that this message will yield fruit. We pray that, Lord, we shall be better because of this that you have delivered to us through your servant, Brian. Lord, we pray that we shall learn to depend on you. 
We pray that, Lord, we shall not depend on ourselves, we shall not depend on our skills. Yes, you've given us these resources, you've given us skills, but Lord, let us not depend on them. Rather, let us learn to rely and to depend on you. Because we know that, Lord, human effort will fail us. Lord, we know many skills. In fact, your word says that unless the Lord builds a house, those who, the laborers only labor in, the builders labor in vain. Lord, you said that apart from me, you can do nothing. And Lord, you said that all things are possible through because, with you. And so, Lord, I pray that we shall not we shall not depend on our strength, we shall not depend on our skills, we shall not depend on our abilities, but that, Lord, we shall learn to rely and to depend on you. Help us to cultivate a dependence on you. Lord, we pray that we shall learn to walk by the Spirit, and that, Lord, we shall not gratify the desires of the flesh, because they are contrary to each other. And so, Lord, help us that we shall not that we shall not uh, just depend that just live to gratify the desires of the flesh, but rather we shall be spirit filled and spirit led. I pray that Lord, the Holy Spirit will continue to guide us, and that Lord, we shall continue to walk by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we also pray, uh, as your servant has spoken clearly, that Lord, we shall stay connected to you. Lord, I pray that that we shall stay connected to you in our study of the word, that, Lord, when we wake up in the morning, Lord, we will not rush to our places of work, we shall not rush to the business of the day, but that, Lord, we shall begin at your feet. Lord, I pray that we shall stay connected to you. I pray that, Lord, we shall make the time to have our quiet time. We shall have the time to come to you in prayer. Lord, we shall make time and prioritize connecting with others in fellowship, Lord, I pray that we shall also be effective witnesses. And Lord, that as we do all this, as we go deeper in your word, you, we shall stay connected. We shall be rooted. That Lord, we shall grow strong. That Lord, we shall not just be superficial. That Lord, we shall not be Christians that do not know the word. But that Lord, we shall be believers that understand your word, that hear your voice, just like your sheep know your voice. Lord, I pray that we shall be people that know your voice, that recognize your voice, that will be able to sail above the, the false teachings that sometimes go around this city. Lord, I pray that we shall stay connected to you and that we shall stay on course as we walk with you. Lord, we pray that we shall, that through you, Lord, just like you called Abraham and you said that, Lord, he will be a blessing to others. Lord, I pray that you will work in us to be a blessing to others. Just like the testimony of this uh, person that uh, Brian had shared, someone who uh, was able to pay the rent of his neighbors. Lord, I pray that in different ways, we shall be a blessing to those around us. Lord, help us to be a blessing to our neighbors in our workplaces. Help us to be a blessing to the people that we live at home with. Help us to be a blessing to our neighbors, Lord. Help us to be a blessing to others on the road, others in different places where we go. Lord, help us to live mindful of others. And in all ways, we shall make their lives easier. We shall be a blessing to those that we meet. That, Lord, they will feel us. They will feel your love. They will feel that, that we are different all because of you. Help us, Lord, that you will bless us to be a blessing to others. And finally, Lord, we pray that you will help us to be a pleasing aroma. Help us, Lord, to be that fragrance, that, Lord, people will, that, Lord, we shall, we shall bring a new fragrance wherever we go. 
that Lord, there will be a difference in the in the way we conduct our businesses. That Lord, we shall, there will be a difference in the way we, the believers, run operate on our jobs. That there will be a difference in the way we approach life situations. There will be a difference in the way we receive the news that always comes around us. That Lord, there will be a difference in the way we treat others. Lord, help us live lives that Christ-like, because that's why we are Christians. We are Christians because we are Christ-like. We follow you. Help us to be effective followers. Lord, help us to be people that, that will not discredit the name of our Lord Jesus, but that, Lord, we shall bring credit and honor. Help us to live lives that please you. Help us, Lord, to bring a new fragrance, a fragrance of hope, a fragrance of enthusiasm, a fragrance of optimism, a fragrance of truth, a fragrance of, of honesty, a fragrance of integrity, a fragrance of kindness, a fragrance of patience, a fragrance of love, a fragrance of self-control, a fragrance of goodness, a fragrance of gentleness, Lord. Help us to bring that fragrance into our workplaces, into our homes, into our neighborhoods, on our roads, into the different places where you have called us, Lord. Help us to live lives that will bring others to seek you, to know you, and to follow you. Give you thanks, Lord, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.